I'm now recording on Audacity. Wait, you are or you're not? I am. You are. Didn't I not say that clearly? Did I not say that clearly? No. Okay. Um, all right, so let's count down from three. Three, two, one, go. You ready? Is that how it works with this? I just want something so I can sync it up easily. Okay. Three, three two, two, one, one go. go. All right. That was I, th- I feel like you said go at a different rhythm. You gonna do how it? about I clap? You want to do it again? Three, two. Well, how about I clap my hands? Well, what's that going to do? You just sync up the clap. But we both have to clap because I'm not recording you. You're not recording me? No. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> I'm recording me. You're recording you. We're talking on the phone. <laughs> but here's... I feel like you went three, two, one, go. It's got to be the same pace. Three, three two, two, one, one go. go. That was perfect. Good enough. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. That was like 30 minutes. So away. they're not going to call in? No, they're not going to. I mean, no. Like, no. Why not? Dude, we just primarily <laughs> got it working with the two of us. And now you want to have like two other people call in? Let's just do it fucking next time. Okay. Did did they even say they were going to call in? Uh, 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 I'm texting with my girlfriend about meat. Uh, sexy. So, like, apparently meat is just sold out everywhere all the time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because people are buying meat and freezing it, I guess. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's like we're in the Middle Ages or some shit. Is it? I don't think they froze anything in the Middle Ages. Well, okay. But I, I don't know. It's, you know, it's like being impoverished. I was trying to own you with logic there. It's, it's like Soviet era, you know? We have to get in line for our meat ration. She's going to get some bacon. Apparently there's always bacon. Mm. What's that about? one of the most popular meats I don't know maybe uh, it freezes well all meat kind of freezes well it doesn't freeze well it does freeze well so wouldn't it be sold out because isn't that what everyone's doing yeah but they've already fucking frozen it like on an industrial level Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're saying the bacon is frozen at an industrial level? Yeah. Yeah, they have just like silos of frozen bacon. Just like waiting for the demand. Whereas No, I think I think I think demand has outstripped supply in almost every form. I don't think there's a bacon reservoir. <laughs> there is, man. I mean it is a cure. It's a strategic, meat, right? Yeah, Trump released like. So once you have bacon, you have it. Trump basically. released like fifty metric tons of bacon from the security reservoir, and that's why we have bacon. 
The SBR. The SBR. Strategic, strategic Bank and Reserve. Reserve. You know, it's the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. I, do I know it is? It's not like the Strategic Oil Reserve. Oh. Wait, is, is this a good episode? Uh, no. None of our episodes are good. That's bullshit, man. Lots of them are good. That's true. Okay. Think positive. You know what? We start- Sam Grady. People are still talking about that one, man. The Sam the Sam one? Sam one, yeah. Yeah. He did he did pretty good. He did pretty good. Well, I mean I so when you have Grady on you get a Grady performance, right? You know what you're gonna get. <laughs> uh, it's like it's professional. he's great. Yeah. He shows up and he's great, you know. He shows like, up, he's off book, you know. And he's also going to do uh every every podcast. He, I feel like he's sort of the Paul F. Tompkins of shitty weird Twitter podcasts, you know, cuz he'll do every one of them eventually. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. I hit I hit him with that, you know, kind of a hardball about his favorite cartographers and I don't know if he was on his phone or what, but he rattled off. Are we doing like a retrospective? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's it's uh, it's an interesting time to be back. It's a time of change in America. It's a time of change. Much like Mad Men. Much like what? Mad Men. Oh. Yeah. We are Mad Men. Okay. We're centrist madmen. People are looking for answers, and I feel like this is the people are begging for the show to come back. I gotta admit, our like three of our fans have been begging for a new uh, episode. Oh yeah, which ones? Uh, uh, I think his name is. uh, Well, I mean. I think his name's like Sean Kelly or something. Okay, sounds familiar. He re- he really wants it to come back, and uh, the whole centrist gang is the alt center. It's ready for us to come back. I'm having vodka right now. Nice. Did you see that study that says that uh, drinking alcohol, drinking liquor, may uh, lower your risk of contracting COVID? No, that wow. Okay. So we always we already have these like bullshit clickbait health articles for COVID now. Well, what I find interesting about it uh, is that uh, no one's pushing that, right? Like it came out, it was like a medical study, I think. I think it was a legit study, right? right? And like they've been essentially telling you to. Ignore it, right? They're not pushing it at all. So I feel like it might be like true. The liquor industry or like health people? The health people. Yeah, but the health people, wait, you think that because they're not pushing it, it's true? They're not debunking it either. Yeah, but I mean, 
shit comes up like that all the time where they're like, oh, there's a correlation between like, you know, coffee and colon cancer. And it's always bullshit, but they put it in the paper anyway because, you know. But what could be the comorbid, what could be the correlational thing that makes this less, what's the, whatchamacallit, I'm high too. What's the thing that (laughs) combined with the two, the correlational problem here. What's the correlation that's stronger than the alcohol? Well, it's... I guess people who drink hard liquor are more likely to be... Wealthy? Healthy. Because people quit... You think people who drink hard liquor are more likely to be healthy? Well, people quit drinking because of health reasons. Oh. Yeah. No, there's there's a well-established problem, right, with uh, research into alcohol... Like, alcohol has a U-shaped mortality curve, right? So, like, people who don't drink at all are more likely to die younger, and then people who drink very hard are more likely to die younger, right? So there's been all this, like, you know, discussion as to whether there's some protective effect of, like, moderate alcohol, or if it's just, like, a correlational thing where, you know, people quit drinking because they have some sort of health problem, and then those people die sooner. Yeah, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think we we dropped some serious science there. So. Yeah. We go deep. Hold on, let me move my hair around. Okay. Ah, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, we're a nation ravaged by disease. And, uh, you know, uh, it's time for uh, us all to get behind Joe. Joe knows. Joe can't fucking get his... Uh, technology to work either apparently yeah you know I relate to him a lot more now that we've had this happen (laughs) yeah everyone's making fun of him because like video conferencing didn't work out the first time he tried it he tried it shit man yeah one person has a bad driver you know one plug-in doesn't work and the whole fucking thing goes sideways yeah I told you I I relate to fucking like I was reading uh, 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 Bob Woodward's book on Trump, and they couldn't get the fucking teleconference to work in the fucking situation room. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. (laughs) It's just a shit show. Yeah. It's always been shit show. I mean, yeah. But, you know, you know know what Joe's problem is, though, is that, you know, I know we're not supposed to talk about the enthusiasm gap, but, I mean, come on. Like, I don't think he's attracting... He doesn't have that, like, Obama team where everyone's like, I'm going to quit my job as an audio engineer just to work for you. You know, like, he doesn't have that enthusiasm. Yeah, and somehow he won, right? Yeah, he's just, like, fucking... Kind of, like, right place, right time, you know? Like, he... uh, I think, you know, they're going to write books about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the most unbelievable primary comeback, right? It was crazy. I was looking up like the history of uh, like 20 point upsets. Right? Yeah. And like Hillary did one. And then uh, Bernie did one. Bernie did it in Michigan. Hillary did it in New Hampshire against Obama. Mm. But like Biden did it on Super Tuesday everywhere 
<laughs> like the whole nation did what one state did. Because he was down in the polls and then he won by over 20. Like the first Super Tuesday. Yeah. He was, he trailed in like every state and then just swept. Yeah. Like, like the first Super Tuesday, I think Bernie won like uh, California. Um, what yeah. are the other states he won? Vermont. Wait, was California, Vermont. Like, like Biden way outperformed the polls there too. Yeah. Well, you know what he said. You know, they're talking about turnout. We turned them out. He increased turnout. Yeah. Well, like I mean, all these. Okay, let, let's be fair. Did I don't think Biden increased turnout. I think people turned out because they hate Trump, and Biden sure. is like the most convenient but the, vessel but, for that. But the the turnout vote, right? The people who didn't vote last time voted for Biden. Yeah. So, like, if Bernie was driving turnout, he would surely get more of those voters. But it didn't happen. The 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 mythical Bernie turnout voter, they all voted for Biden, which is crazy, like unbelievable. Uh, all those white working class voters, it turned out that they just hated Hillary. Yeah, dude, even Tulsi fucking endorsed Biden. That was wild too. You know, and apparently. She called Bernie and was like, you know, wanted to offer her endorsement and he just like didn't return her calls. Wow. Which I don't understand. Yeah. Apparently Bernie isn't into that. Hmm. Like soliciting endorsements. Right. Uh, which, I mean, whatever. <laughs> and like the Tulsi endorsement, I actually feel like... Uh, it's actually, if this was a close race, right? Um, you know, this race is essentially over unless, you know, Biden has some sort of unbelievable scandal, right? Yeah. Or he dies. Or he dies. He gets coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they've they successfully delayed some of the primaries, but uh, some of them had early voting already. So... Um, you know, and right now, Biden's just polling in the mid sixties, fucking everywhere. So, I imagine there won't be another debate either. So, something needs, something crazy needs to happen for uh, Bernie to win. Yeah. But if it was close, uh, the Tulsi endorsement actually would matter. You know. Yeah. Like she consistently is in the three to four range, right? Right. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a chunk. <laughs> that's more than like a... I think it was probably more valuable in a close race than Yang's endorsement. Because I think Yang voters are going to do what, whatever they want to do. Hmm. But I think Tulsi voters might relate more to like, you know... Because she, she's kind of a cult leader. Hmm. And they also might... Also, they're kind of fundamentally conservative people. So I think they'd be really comfortable with Joe once she talked them into it. You know what Yang did? He was like, Tulsi's not the worst. And then he just like scooped all, all of the Tulsi people like loved him. They're like, oh my God, he's not repudiating her. 
So like I mean, yeah, yeah. I could see Biden just. Well, I like, mean, if it and they were both fighting like, for. You know, I mean, no yes. offense, right? But they were both fighting for the neuro atypical vote, right? <laughs> like, like that's a voting. The neuro atypical vote, right? Because they, because both of them are, right. right? Some people say Pete is, but I don't get that vibe from Pete. No, he's not at all. No, I, I think he's a little, you know, mannered. Uh, and he may have like some strategies he uses to navigate social situations, but I mean Tulsi, I mean Tulsi's a straight up freak, is she? Right? Like that chick is fucking bonkers. <laughs> She's got a fucking thousand yard stare at every everything she does, right? Yeah. Like if you, I bet if you walked in on her taking a shit, <laughs> she just like. She's just like staring right through you. Like she's thinking about something else, man. Yeah. It, it, it is yet, kind I mean, of weird. I mean, like, yeah, you know, probably has Democratic Asperger's. presidential candidates felt like they had to weigh in on, like, uh, you know, UN chemical weapons inspections. Or, like, <laughs> well, I don't know what her deal is, right? Like, I don't know. She hates Muslims, right? She really hates them. So that's always going to be part of her thing. Right. But then... So, like, she relates to Assad because Assad is killing terrorists in her mind. Right. Um, So, you know, that's always going to be... That's her lodestar. Yeah. That was amazing when she blew up at Hillary Clinton. She, She was like... Now it is down to us. The queen of the warmongers versus I, Tulsi, lone defender of freedom. I know so much of our politics, right, is, uh, you know, uh, hatred for Hillary. Like, Bernie didn't like Hillary, so he ran a very different campaign against her than he did Joe. Because he likes Joe. Uh, you know, Tulsi just fucking hates Hillary. Like, she, Tulsi's a right-wing Democrat. So it doesn't make any sense for her to, to, to endorse Hillary instead of Bernie, to endorse Bernie instead of Hillary. But she just chose to do so because she fucking despises Hillary. What? Yeah. But let's, let's focus on the subject at hand, man. How are you holding up under the virus? Yeah, I'm doing fine. You know. I mean, it's some shit. Uh, I mean, my girlfriend and I have been arguing more and more each day. Oh, no. Because she, she's trapped here. We're trapped here. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. I don't know what to do about it exactly. China have gone up after all the quarantining. What? Apparently, divorce rate in China like went through the roof after. Ah, and domestic abuse is way up here. Yeah. Yeah. Familiarity breeds contempt. It's just more like, you know, there's certain things that we knew going in we wanted to avoid about each other, and now we can't. Hmm. What are those things? Oh, 
mean, well, for one thing, my girlfriend wants to leave the fucking house, right? Yeah. Uh, she's not a homebody in any way. Right. And we've sought to go out of the house as much as possible together. And uh, we can't do that anymore. There's nowhere to fucking go. Yeah. One really th- depressing thing is like all these restaurants we frequent. Uh, they all tried delivery for like a week. And then they just went out of business. That's crazy. Uh, some of them are just straight up out of business now. Like a week and a half was not enough. Was they too much time for them to hang on. Cash. Yeah. That's nuts. Uh, I've been getting. I don't know. We've been getting delivery a lot. Apparently, it's, I understand it's pretty why, safe. why people are like, just fuck it. Let's just all get it. Yeah. I totally understand it. Uh, I, I would sort of agree with it if we had the hospital capacity for it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. If we did that, like, the fatality rate would be like 5%. Because of hospitals. Because right? of hospitals, if yeah. we had... Because 2.5% of people need ventilators, right? Uh-huh. And so if everyone gets it at the same time, you can basically just say, like, two and a half, those 2.5% of people are going to die because the percent that we have ventilators for is so small. Right. Hold on. Let me, well, let me close the door. Okay. Let me see if my girlfriend's mad at me. <laughs> okay. I'm on the pod. Is that okay? Oh, no. Is she mad? I'm sorry to tell you, man. We got to edit this one, too. Oh, no, dude. It'll be fucking over before we're out with it. But I just said her name. So just that one part. Oh shit! Yeah, I think I said it too. Just my, yeah, I definitely just that girl, it. the girlfriend part. Right. Okay. So I'm looking at it now, and it's at like in my recording, it's at 22. Yeah, flat I got it. It's around like there. 52 something. I'll, I'll find it. I can just edit okay. that part out. Just beep it. I'll beep it out. Just beep those 10 minutes with like uh, a Rodney Dangerfield album. <laughs> yeah so uh you know one thing i'm really adamant about is that uh we need we need our celebrities to uh start uh start only fans accounts like they if ariana grande started an only fans uh First of all, it would generate a ton of revenue that she could give to charity, right? Second of all, it would keep people home. Yeah. What is an it's only statistically in a statistically significant way? It would keep people at home masturbating. And so if we did that, I think. Uh, so this is like a special account where she posts nude stuff, and you have to pay for it or something. Yeah. Right. Like okay. it would save lives. It might. Yeah. So there's no reason for her not to do it. In fact, she's killing people she's, by not doing it. Yes. <laughs> it's like how uh, 
the Brunigs say that Joe Biden's health care plan kills, you know, 50,000 a year. Yeah, that was great. And then he had the, There's like, always more people to the graph say it, with the two lines. The, uh-huh. one, the one which is just flat. <laughs> because that's how many people die every year. And the one that yeah. goes up in a simple linear fashion. Exactly. That was really... It's so funny, dude. He's so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> He's so fucking funny with his rando, like, use of stats. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious, dude. Because he posts, like, super dumb shit. But, like, he's posting it just to be annoying, so really it's smart. Yeah, I don't know. I bet they're having a blast. We shouldn't diss them that much. You know, we're trying to be positive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They seem like nice people. They have their heart in the right place, I guess. Hey, you know, people Uh, people come around, you know. They They might wisen up. You mean like how Michael Tracy is alt center now? Is he like what well, I heard that talk, but what is this based on? Dude, he's like uh He's been posting stuff like, yeah, Tulsi endorsed Joe cuz Joe won. Like just admit that Joe won. Oh yeah. You know, it's over and she's endorsing the candidate against a Republican. Right. So uh which is fucking true. <laughs> like Maybe he wouldn't be, like, obviously he's in the mindset where he's going to defend everything Tulsi does, I guess. But uh, what he's saying is true. Like, there's no reason to endorse Bernie now. Yeah. Like, uh, what do you, you know, obviously Bernie should endorse Joe now. And he's choosing not to. He's too busy right now to... (laughs) get out of the race and he's too like, busy dealing with the uh, pandemic I think I think in his mind this is the psychology I'm using it's like uh, he's he's procrastinating yeah so there is a crisis that requires him to be in the capital right yeah so while that's going on he doesn't need to make a decision about the conceding thing yeah uh, that might be some of it. Also, the, you know, like you said, something crazy would have to happen. Uh huh. This is the year for it, right? This is but the right, year for like, something crazy to happen. Like he was but, winning, yeah, and then he like, like out of nowhere gets crushed, and then there's a pandemic. So yeah, the something problem, crazy the problem doesn't seem is, that unlikely, right? The problem with it, that logic, is that. Uh, uh, not conceding forces all these state democratic parties to have to deal with this nightmare of trying to run a primary during a pandemic, right? Yeah. And they bumped them all back to April, but, you know, that's going to be difficult. So you're you're just stressing everyone out and maybe it may be increasing the risk of people getting sick. Well, because you can't concede. I mean, you would have because to. Because you have be, some right? dim hope that Joe will get it. When's the next primary? It's like April 20th or something. It's not. Oh, because they pushed them all back. I mean, I think there's some. There's like one scheduled for. They haven't all officially moved back, I think. So, like, I think maybe the Northern Marianas Islands is coming up. 
Okay. You're looking and then at Alaska that one? and Hawaii. But Alaska and Hawaii are going to bump it back, dude. Like, definitely Hawaii is bumping it back. Hmm. Because Hawaii has problems right now. And it's going to, they're going to, you know, those problems are probably going to crest whenever they're. And I believe they have a, uh, a fucking, uh, fucking, uh, fucking, uh, caucus? Caucus! And so, like, they have to, like, show up IRL and, like, march around and shit. You can't do that. <laughs> you have to march around. You make it sound like a pageant. Well, my understanding is, like, you all stand in a room, and yeah. then, like, you, you, like, do, you talk to each other. Yeah. And you say, like, hey, we have a bunch of Biden people over here, and you, have, get, a bunch, you have, like, a few Klobuchar people over here. They get hula. You need to come over here. They get here. hula hoops. It's a hula Maybe with two candidates, it's not as stressful. Yeah. Like, if you have two candidates, then there's no point in a caucus, right? But I think you still have to do it. People still have to come up, come out there and get in a group, and then, like, you count the groups. Yeah, that's really gratuitous. Because like, the caucus isn't... Because <laughs> <laughs> there's just two groups. <laughs> <laughs> But then you then you take the number of that group and you extrapolate it over the population or something, right? So you still need to you still need to go through with that system. So one thing that this has put to bed, I think, is the idea that Bernie is more electable. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole the whole argument has collapsed. Yeah. In a way that I didn't predict. I didn't expect this to happen, right? Yeah. I saw the I saw the big Bernie crowds and like Joe would be like talking to twelve people in the back of a Safeway, you know? Right. Yeah. I saw all that shit. And so uh I I didn't dismiss it. Um and I I never believed that all the moderates dropping out would just go to Joe. I never thought that was the case. Because if you looked at the polling numbers. Yeah. And you asked people who their second choice was. It didn't really add up that way. And aside from that. If you polled Democratic voters about what they thought about Bernie. The numbers for too liberal weren't really there. Like 20% of Democratic voters said Bernie was too moderate. You know, and that's insane. Doesn't make sense. But people had a different perception of Bernie. They like they liked Bernie Bernie as a person, right? And it seemed like I guess all those people just liked Joe even more. No, I mean they're like so. This is now like a group exercise in psychoanalyzing swing voters. I think people just think he's the most electable. Maybe, maybe it's the coronavirus. Ah, uh, but he was, he was like, he was, I mean, you know, he started crushing it before Corona was like on most people's minds. He won South Carolina. I mean, I was in France uh, during Super Tuesday and the crisis was on in France. 
I mean, I think the Louvre, the Louvre shut down. Rose, you love. And I'm sure that made that made international news, right? Yeah. It shut down Super Tuesday. So I think the coronavirus panic had spread at that point. I don't know. I th- I just think the people to the Amer- to the American voter. You don't think it had? No, I don't think it had clicked in with people. Like uh, not a lot of people were worried about it yet. When did it click in? It clicked in on the twelfth, really. I fucking remember. But with with all that said, if you look at the numbers for which of the two candidates you trust in a crisis, Joe Crush is in there. Yeah. It's it's like it's something like seventy three to thirty or twenty seven. Well, I mean, Bernie's he's such a one trick pony, right? Exactly. He's like income I mean, inequality, thing, right? which was like great until there was another issue. Well, I also think too that for a lot of Democratic voters, um, they don't think about issues, right? They're not policy voters, so they don't look at policy. He's fundamentally a policy candidate, right? Well, yeah. And the other thing is that, you know, the policies that we're arguing over in a Democratic primary, like, that's not our problem. Our problem isn't public option versus single payer. Our problem is that Republicans are fucking insane and we're not going to be able to pass shit. Right? Right. Like, our problem is Trump doing a Muslim ban and, like, you know getting rid of DACA and pulling out of the Paris Accords and just being generally fucking insane and incompetent and not preparing for a pandemic, right? Like, that's a problem. So who gives a fuck about, like, Democratic primary positions? Right. So you could poll it, right, and find that people support Medicare for all. Democratic voters support it by 65%, say... In whatever phrasing you use, that they like Medicare for all. But how strong is that? Is it as strong as their desire to get rid of Trump? I think clearly not. I think the Democratic base clearly fucking hates Trump. And that's a highly motivating thing. And it's something Bernie avoided. Yeah. He's always treated, he's always been like, Trump is the symptom. Right. Yeah. And that argument resonates less than Joe's argument, which is, you know, let's bring dignity back to the White House. I saw some tweet about how that message never works. And it totally fucking works. It worked for Bush. That was his message. Like, because there was no reason for Gore to lose. The economy was kicking ass. You know, Mm -hmm. everyone liked Gore. I mean, everyone liked what was going on. Clinton left with sky-high approval. So you had to come up with some creative argument about why we needed a change. And his argument was we need to restore dignity. Like, we can't have guys getting blowies. And, yeah. and that argument resonated. Getting it sucked helped. off it in the office. And I think uh, it works for Biden. People also, I think, underestimate how much, you know, you know they did the whole... Bernie's the most popular politician in America thing, right? Yeah. And it's true that people like Bernie. 
And I think that's the reason he was so successful against Hillary is because people don't like Hillary. Right. But at the, at the end of the day, people like Joe. People like Joe and Bernie. Um, if things were different, it'd kind of be an awesome ticket. Right? If things were different? If it was like 2004, a Joe-Bernie ticket, mm. I think people would really like it. Yeah. It'd have some regional issues. You can't have two ancient white guys on a ticket, though. You don't think it's a grumpy old man kind of, Sean? <laughs> I don't know, man. I kind of... I wonder if you should choose a Latino. Like, maybe it's naive a to think Latino. that would get a Latino turn up out, but... A Latino? Yeah. Why not? Like who? It's 2020. I don't know. Castro? Oh, no. No, no, no. Well, he said he's picking a woman, so it's going to be a woman. Okay. Well, who are the Latin ladies out there? I mean, I don't, I don't see any. Uh, I mean, AOC's not eligible. She wasn't born here. She's too young. Oh, got to be thirty-five, I believe. Right. How old is she? I think she's she's eligible in twenty twenty-four. I believe. So she's huh. like 31? Uh, she's 30. Yeah. Really? Just 30? Yeah, just 30. But don't you have to be 30 to be in Congress? Uh, no. No, you do not. How old do you have to be to be in Congress? I don't know, 18? No. No. Um... I mean, the DSA says that you're a child if you're 22. Well, if you're in the DSA, you are. Oh. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> hey, man, I got to tell you, a lot of your tweets have been great lately. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. you, uh, you, don't, you don't swing the bat often. But when you do, you make good contact. Hey. That's what it's all about. Yeah, you got to be 25 to be in Congress. Yeah, that sounds more correct. I believe you have to be 30 to be in the Senate. Hmm. Googling. Googling. Uh, yeah, you're right. 30 or over. You know, it, hot new thing. They should probably put a cap on it, though, really. I mean, to be fair, right? That's a form of ageism. What if they put a cap on it, but then like a new floor? What would the floor be? So you, so like you can be in, you can be in Congress if you're from twenty-five to fifty, or from eighty to unlimited. So you just you can't be between. You 50 figure and out what the bad generation is and just exclude it. Right? Yeah. You know, that's kind of a funny thing we're doing now. You know, we still haven't had a Gen X president. How old is Gen X? They're getting old. Gen X is like... Well, we're Gen X, right? No. We're millennials, dude. 
Nie. Nie. <laughs> we're not, I mean, you could consider us millennials, but we're like... Aren't you younger than I am? No, I'm, I'm 81. Oh, 81. You're in the debatable range, dude. What are you? But you're not Gen X. You're like 83 or some shit? I'm 82. You're 82. So that's unquestionably... Uh, millennial yeah okay but like uh some people think 80 is millennial some people think oh right so you're in kind of a gray area 82 is unquestionably millennial everyone says that okay but we're not gen x you're not gen x dude gen x is like um 65 to 78. Mm-hmm. Um, so my older siblings are both Gen X. But that range hasn't even come close to the White House yet. And they're getting they're getting old. Gen when X was, is in their 50s now. When was Obama born? He was I don't six, know. He was 61. You said 65 to... Yeah. Okay. So Obama... you're the kids of boomers. Right. And boomers in 61 were like 16 years old. So what the fuck is Obama? It's boomer and then... What's after boomer? Let's see. Grady, Grady has tweeted about this a lot. So he's how I've been educated on it. American Generations list. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's considered a boomer, dude. He's a boomer. Yeah. So 46 to 64 is boomer. I mean, that doesn't make any fucking sense. 65 to 79 is Generation X. 80 80 to late 90s is Millennials. Late 90s to now is Gen Z. Why doesn't it go by an even number of years? I guess <laughs> it's based on it's based on culture and events. Okay, but if it's based on culture and events, then why is the '60s still a baby boomer? You're telling me people, the war's been over for like 15 years, and people are still like fucking like mad to get up to to make up. But it for starts the in '46. But it starts in '46 because that was the end of the war. That's why they picked that year. Right, but like. If that's the cultural phenomena that we're grouping people into a generation by, then why are we still, you know, 10 years later, are people still, like, you know, fucking to make up for all the lost wartime? Like, no. They probably well, got their... got their. So, like, goal. so the silent generation, right, is people who weren't old enough you never hear to from fight them. in... Yeah. People who weren't old enough to fight in World War Two. 
Okay, yeah. And so then the greatest generation is people who were old enough. Right. That's how that those three generations are all defined by and I bet I bet you the baby boomer thing is that the explosion in birth rate after World uh, War II ended right. around sixty four. You're right. Because then I'm looking at Gen X, and in parentheses, it says baby bust. Right. So when the birth rate fell? Yeah. Okay. People people got birth control. You think that's what it was? Probably no. I mean, people have always had birth control. I think baby boomers... But maybe the pill. I don't know. There were like a crazy number of baby boomers who had a lower birth rate than their parents did. Yeah. But that was sort of inevitable. They grew up with like, you know, 10 kids and they're like, fuck that. Right. I I think it was birth control. I think you're right. Like that definitely affected it. Um, But I mean, it also like, I think the, the, the silent generation, they all stopped... They all stopped having kids. Right? Mm. Mm. Um, And then, like, lots of Zoomers and Millennials are the kids of Boomers. Like, old Boomers. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because Boomers were fucking... And having boomers. kids. Yeah, boomers be fucking. And I feel like Gen X and Zoomers are less like even less likely to have kids than boomers are. Mm-hmm. So we've entered in this weird phase where lots and lots of people um, have like a higher percentage of our parents of kids are old now. A higher percentage of our parents are kid of kids are old now. Yeah, fucking sixty year olds are having kids when they never used to do that. Right, and that's probably going to continue, right? Because people are waiting longer to get married. Yeah, and that kind of shit. So we're just creating more and more. I mean, I hate to say it, but we're creating more autism all the time. <laughs> Yeah, between the it's like a demographic, and, and I, I think it's kind of cool. Like I think the world is more interesting because of it. But uh, that's definitely a phenomenon. Like we we keep having kids older. If you have kids older, they're more likely to be autistic. Yes. <laughs> interesting. Uh, um, and they, I remember when I was young. The theory was that it's the age of the mom. Yeah. That the age of the dad turns out to be just as significant. Really? Yeah. That's crazy to me. Because we don't really do shit. So you'd think like, you know, it's just DNA. Your DNA doesn't change. Why would it matter? Yeah, your DNA changes, dude. No shit. Yeah. And the, the quality of your eggs... And sperm change. <laughs> sperm. So I think it is case, a DNA yeah. change. I think it's not just that it, the it bad degrades. sperm are making it through. 
Yeah. I mean, your, okay. your chance of birth defects goes up. So how are we going to end this crisis, man? Well, I mean, Ariana Grande can start an OnlyFans. Okay. Um, really, I think, you know... Elon, I think Elon needs to make, uh, you know, a few million ventilators. Well, you want to talk about predictions? Uh, predictions? I mean, maybe. Uh, more like, what, what should we do? Because... You know, we can shape we can shape what happens, right? So I feel like if you're over seventy, you need to be inside for a year. Yeah, if you're dude, if you're over sixty, uh, right, over seventy is when it really gets hairy, though. The CDC was going to say like, don't leave. They the bumped house it if you're down to 60. sixty. Yeah, yeah, but like, and Trump was like, uh, no. I mean, the older you are, the more necessary it is, but. Uh, so that definitely is a year long thing old people yeah I think for six weeks we have to uh, do social distancing I mean I don't see this being great in six weeks the thing is is I don't think the world can handle more than six weeks so in six weeks, I think everyone under 60, I think 60, you're right, under 60, can go back out in the world and we'll just resume doing everything. And we will test constantly. If you do like, you know, testing and tracing kind of shit? Test, isolate. Every time you test positive, you don't go to work for three weeks. Yeah, but then you gotta like you gotta track down their contract contacts. I mean, South Korea is doing that, right? But now it's like it's their contacts. I, their contacts should all be tested. If you test positive, yeah. So just test contacts. I mean, you test people fucking at the drop of the hat is what I think we have to do. Yeah. Um, well, apparently Japan has like a ten minute test now. Yeah, but Japan isn't testing. How are they keeping it so low? They just don't leave the house anyway? What's going on? Um, I, I don't understand why they're not testing. Why did I haven't ramped up testing? Their philosophy seems to be that, you know, our population is already really good at social distancing. They already wear masks. Um, they're on alert for diseases already. So if we just proceed as things are usually, we should be fine. That's fucking crazy, man. It's possible they're right, though. I'm sure they've shut some stuff down, well, right? Well, they are. I mean, have you seen their numbers? Like, they're, they're, like they have the slowest curve of anyone. Of cases, yeah. Um, but they have, I mean, the thing they can't lie about is deaths. Well, you can lie about deaths. Mm. Everyone's right, lying about deaths. Deaths are substantive, right? Um, and they, yeah, but they like public, they share their medical data. They're not a they're not a fucking someone dies at home state. and they die of pneumonia and they don't you know they don't get tested, right? But then you can check the pneumonia chart. So as long as they're not lying about that, we can check. So like, we can double check them on that. 
there's this region in Italy, right, that has like, I don't know, they had like 150 excess deaths and only 30% of them were attributed to coronavirus, but seems unlikely, right? And apparently Germany's doing, Germany's doing the same thing where like, if you have any sort of comorbidity, they log it down as the other one. Really? Yeah. That's what I heard. Uh, I don't, I don't believe that. I think if you look at Germany, uh, the reason their death rate is so low is they're testing more than anyone else. Because if you look at, at Japan's CFR, it's actually high. CFR? Uh, the confirmed, confirmed fatality rate. Right. Well, or is it case mortality rate? Either way, case mortality rate is believe what it is. So if you look at theirs, let me check. Like ours has gotten down to 1.1%. And I feel like that's what the truth is, is 1%. Well, South Korea was so South Korea did the most testing, and they're over one percent now. They are, yeah. Mm. That's so. Um, and you know they've done a great job, and it's like a miracle over there. But if you look at Japan, Japan's at three point five percent. That's not what the death rate is. So clearly, they're not testing enough. And they're so looking at their rate of cases, that's not a good guide for them because they're clearly not testing enough. They probably have at least 10 times as many cases as they're reporting. Hmm. Especially if you say, but if you look at Germany, Germany's done the fifth most tests in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And they're probably what the, you know. 25th biggest country or something sounds so that's why they're that's why their death rate is so low yeah because it's 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 more yeah and that's what the optimistic that's what all the optimistic people have said is that if you test everyone the true death rate is actually you know you know the dumb people think it's the same as the flu the death rate yeah but that can't be true that just can't be true no if that was if that was true then italy would have this hospitals right there wouldn't yeah so that can't be be overwhelmed so it has to be higher than that um it seems to me that with a functional healthcare system and a population that's not already diseased by something else that it's one percent so it's 10 times worse than the flu yeah and then you get into the argument, you know, like, what do you do with something that's 10 times worse than the flu? Um, do you shut down society for something that's 10 times worse than the flu? I think clearly yeah. if it was, if it would be a real easy decision if it was twice as bad as the flu. Right. right? So if the death rate was 0.2%, um, I don't think we would shut down society. I don't think you shut down society if it's 0.3. I think the argument for herd immunity there is strong. You just keep all the old people boarded up 
and then we all go out and get it. I don't know. And then, like, nobody has contact with an old person until they... Yeah, you know. for old people shut the doors for a month. And then we yeah. all we all get herd immunity. You know, and then, even if we did that, though, there'd be an, we would still overwhelm the health system with young people because there's just too many. But do you, you think at point three that would be the case? Oh, you're saying if it was point three? Yeah. Uh, but there's an age differential, or no? Still the same age differential. But we all, all as young people, we all go out and get it. So we drive the herd immunity up to way below the flu. So, like, the virality is diminished. Because if 50% of people get it, you're on the track to essentially eradicating it. Yeah, I mean, that sounds crazy, but... Because, uh, you know, somebody's going to go visit grandma, like, right? I mean, a lot of people are. And plus, well, how do you, you know... Well, know. then they're killing their grandma. You know, they can do that now. They can go visit grandma. That's true. So, uh, it, it you know, does. People are going like, to break. People are going to break the rules, but you know, we're setting a rule now that's crippling the economy. Yeah, but you know. But I think you know the proof of the pudding is in the eating, and the experience of Italy shows that this is this isn't like that. That yeah. it's something like ten percent. It's ten times as deadly. So the capacity for a hospital needs to be insane, right? right? We need 10 hospitals, basically. Well, it's 10 times as deadly if your hospitals aren't overwhelmed. If your hospitals are overwhelmed, you know, it, maybe it's 50 times as deadly. Exactly, right? So what's that balance? Yeah, I think, you know... Bruh, 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 bruh. Yeah. My girl just brought me a cocktail, bro. Nice, dude. It's an aviation, bro. It's an aviation? Yeah, have you had one? I have not. I think it's going to be the hot new cocktail of uh, the post-COVID uh, era. Of the 20s. It's going to be the roaring the 20s. 20s. You know, it's we're kind of starting off our decade much like we started off the 1920s. Are we? Oh, with yeah. Cause... With a global cataclysm. Right. Yeah, because you had World War One and the, the Spanish flu. World War One, Spanish flu, combo. And then we had our Roaring Twenties, you know. Why is it called the Spanish flu? Did Woodrow do this? Oh, you don't know that story? No. Um, was it, was Spain it like was the Trump? only European country that had a free press. Mm-hmm. So their press was actually accurately reporting how many people were dying of the flu. Oh. So the world thought that they created it because they had the most deaths. But we had a free press. But just not... like We no. got it after them. Got the flu, right. Um, it's believed that it started in the United States. And then GIs went over there, and then it spread in the trenches. Yeah. Um, so maybe we should start calling it the American flu. Hmm? Right. Can I just blow your minds? Um, 
I mean, I don't know. I, I think trench flu would be a good name for it. Trench flu. That just sounds dirty. Yeah. Um, I actually read a really interesting article about the Spanish flu and uh, the, the, the guy, the me. virologist, who t- was talking about it. Mm-hmm. talking about how there's always the conflict in viruses over how likely they are to kill you and how much they want to be spread. Because a successful virus gets spread among people. Right. So there's a natural inclination of um, viruses to not be so viral that they just fucking kill you before you can spread it. Yeah, that makes sense. So what he says is that the Spanish flu killed about 8% of people who got it. it killed 2% of the world and 8% of people who actually got it. Yeah. And his argument was most likely what happened is during World War One, we were putting all these able-bodied men in super, super confined spaces, right? Mm-hmm. So the virus was very confident that it could just fucking kill them because mm. the the fucking corpse is going to be next to, you know, hundreds of men. So it was really confident that it could be super viral and still be spread. You get flu from a corpse? Sure. But right? even if you don't, like, you're, you're probably going to pass it on almost instantly anyway because you're so confined, right? Exactly. So, like, the, the, the time to death could, could be quite short, and it could still be confident that it would be spread. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's what happened with HIV. It became much less deadly because that's the way viruses want to be. They want to be spread. They want to, be, they want to have a host. Yeah, like, the, the ideal situation for a virus would be not to kill anyone at all, right? But always to make them infectious. Or or to be something that, yeah, to be like the herpes viruses, right? Yeah, herpes is, is, is fucking nailing it. And there's like 20 herpes viruses. Did you know that? Herpes is like the fucking, it's like the fucking cheetah of, wait, aren't cheetahs endangered? Because everyone talks about the two herpes viruses, oral and genital herpes, right? Mm-hmm. But those are just like two of 20. And there's wow. like eight or nine that are like never symptomatic. I'm, I'm talking out of my ass now. But I think there's eight or nine that are essentially unsymptomatic. Right? Yeah. And then there's chicken pox. That's a herpes. Right? And yeah, fucking yeah. everyone gets it. Although we do have a vaccine for that one now, right? Yeah, they don't get it anymore. Yeah, they just get the um, vaccine. Kids don't have to worry about it. So it's yeah. just so it's going to be it's going to be a fucking late early millennial thing. When we get shingles, <laughs> Zoomers yeah. aren't going to get shingles. I've already had it, man. Shit sucks. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I mean, it's coming for me. <laughs> Probably. You can get a vaccine for it, too. Get vaccine for shingles? Yeah, like, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me, but they have one. So I can get a vaccine for shingles even though I've had chicken pox? Yes, but they generally don't give it to people until you're like, you know, like 50 or some shit like that. Oh, okay. Anyway, so that's the theory he had. But I feel like, and SARS, I think SARS was like 10%. 
Right. So yeah. that's and that 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 helps us because it fucking kicks your ass instantly, so everyone knows you're sick. But this fucking thing is in this weird sweet spot mm-hmm. where we have to make these complicated cultural decisions. In addition to the fact that it it's too deadly to let go. Right. And I feel like there's no other, there's no good comparison for it. It's so, uncharted territory. I think what what, what we're end up gonna what's we're gonna do is we're gonna like clamp down to the degree that the number of infections starts to fall, and then we'll let that fall, and then people will be like, okay, I gotta leave the house, and then it'll start to rise again, and we'll just like you know we'll have waves of like clamping down on it. But I mean, people. South Korea, South Korea never shut down, right? They have a functional society. Like you can just go to a coffee shop or whatever? I believe so. And they just test. Test, 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 test. And isolate. Yeah. Yeah, You test positive, you isolate. And I feel like that's the... That can work. Right? It can work, but how quickly are we going to ramp it up? You know what I mean? You don't think we can do it in six weeks? Hmm... What if know. we had like a competent president and stuff? Yeah, that would. Can we ramp it up in six weeks? Yeah, if LBJ was president, get it right. done in six weeks. I mean, or like, I'm not asking for the moon here. You know, like That's fuck true. it. Uh, you know. Well, they they have like millions of test kits now, right? It's like they don't have fucking swabs or some shit. And they don't have, like, gowns. I don't know what to make of the whole test kit thing. So, so they have test kits that can do millions, right? Right. We have those test kits. Each test kit can do a thousand or something like that. Mm -hmm. What's in a fucking test kit? Uh, Probably some vials. But we have more vials than we have swabs? We have more vials than we have swabs, yeah. Seems like making a, a glass vial is more difficult than making a fucking swab. Making a vial of, uh, you know, testing stuff. It, testing biochemistry magic. A swab is just cotton on the end of a stick. Yeah. I don't uh, understand. I mean, it's clearly something that with a competent president who had taken this seriously two months ago, we would have. Yeah. We'll talk about some other stuff, some fun stuff. I don't know. I miss you, man. I miss the podcast. It's time for it to come back. And that's what this is. I miss you, too. Oh, man. It's getting real. It's getting real. I love you, man. I love you, buddy. We'll get through this. Guys, I saw you got some more cats. Who got more cats? You did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, uh, got some kittens she got a, running around. She got a pregnant. Do they cat. have a? Should they have any diseases? Any ringworm? Uh, no, I'm this drunk one now. Doesn't have any diseases. It was just like a feral pregnant cat. Oh, that just showed up. 
No, 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 no. Like they found it at oh, okay. uh, Awesome Pets Alive, and then uh, she adopted it, and then it had babies, and now it is like, you know, putting up with the babies under the bed, and it never. But you got them through bed. Awesome Pets Alive. Yeah. Okay. She just yeah she she just got the cat when it was pregnant and it gave birth. And then gave it to the. It gave birth while we were while I was moving in. Wait. So you got it through Austin Pets Alive, but it was in your backyard? No. No, 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 no. Mary got it from Austin Pets Alive. And then it was just hanging out, being pregnant. Under. Oh, I see. She adopted a pregnant cat. She adopted a pregnant cat. And then as I was moving into her place, the cat gave birth. It seems like adopting a pregnant cat... Sounds pretty fucking great, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it's it's added value. <laughs> Wait, right? what? Well, you're I getting mean, more like, cats for the same nut price. Well, I mean, it's a whole new perspective, right? Like adopting a pregnant cat, but from a value perspective, it's totally different. You know, like because if you adopt a pregnant cat, most likely you're getting kittens. Mm-hmm. When we adopted our little dog, she had um, just given birth when we adopted her. Yeah. And they didn't tell us. Yeah. So there's whatever, two months of um, weaning. They didn't, mm-hmm. they, they did the proper weaning, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And then we adopt this fucking, she was disgusting. They did some. Yeah. They they sold it in a way that implied that she'd be put to sleep if we didn't get her. Wow, that's fucked up. And like she was disgusting, absolutely fucking disgusting. She had like her pussy was just like fucking bloody as hell, man. It was like oh, fucking. Man, okay. It was just fucking. You, you know, know, some people might be eating. It was like a fucking Gulfatan can back. No, Gulfatan can was wasn't bloody. Baton Death March. That's what it was, it was down there. It was a fake. <laughs> it was a fake pussy problem. <laughs> oh man, I've had so many fake pussy problems. Right? We've all had them. Oh yeah. I, I've been golf a Tonkin a few times. So, oh, exactly. You ever you ever been about to like go down on a chick? And you look at her pussy. First of all, and then you're no. like. And you're like, nope. Because <laughs> there's a problem. There's various problems that can happen down there. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes... And I understand it, right? If I was out on a date and I was like super drunk, I'd start forgetting what's going on, da- on down there. And I'd start... Stop paying attention to what's going on. Right? So maybe there's a situation down there and I wouldn't know it. But sometimes you start to go down and you're both drunk. You're always both drunk. And there's a, there's a problem. And you kind of... You, you adjust your problem? plans. You adjust your plans. So you go down there and you're looking around and something's wrong. And then you like... Nibble on her thighs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just you do stuff Pretend like there. you went down there to do that. Yeah. You go down there and you like play it off. Yeah. 
<laughs> like pretend like you oh, have a thigh fetish, right? I was just gonna be down here and like tease you a little bit. I wasn't actually gonna give you head, and then you have sex with them, right? Mm-hmm. We've all been there, right? I haven't. No, that's never happened to me. You know, I'm looking at Audacity. Yeah, and when I talk, it does hear the headphones a little bit. When you oh, talk, yeah. hmm. Oh well. But maybe it's just like background noise. It's more of a warm up. It's more like a dress rehearsal anyway. Well, we got to put it out, dude, because we have fans and they're begging for it. Sure, we can put it out. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other thing we were talking? We were talking about uh Yeah, so So I think I think in six weeks we can oh, absolutely Jesus. do it. I guess we're one do? weekend, right? Are you there? Hello? Are we one week into this? Hello? Are you still talking? I am. Oh, shit. I might have done something. Is it my fault? I think, and I hate to say this, but I think it's my fault. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're good. Okay, so I think in six weeks we'll be able to rip. First of all, as bad as our testing has been, the amount of testing we're doing is rising exponentially. Um, is it, you know, people keep throwing around exponentially. Just because it goes up a lot doesn't mean it's exponential. Oh, I don't know what they mean. Is that mean. too pedantic? I don't know what they mean. They say, like, so, what is time, right? What is time? <laughs> what they do is they say, like, if it's just doubling wait, every wait. three days, did then you, it's exponential. Just ask, right? what is time? Yeah, what is time? So, <laughs> but I think it is exponential. So, like, every three days it's doubling. That's exponential. If, yeah, any, exponential. if you look at any time period and it doubles each time, that's exponential. But why would it be growing exponentially? Is it like... You the know, virus? No, 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 no. I mean, the, clearly the, the virus is exponential. Testing, yeah. like. Or, well, or I mean, it's like, a fluke. It's a quirk of how much we're ramping up the testing. I don't, I don't see why the testing would be exponential. It's like a very like top down process. Like the CDC just like generated a fuck ton of these things because right? it's for, because it's driven by all sorts of things, right? It's driven by production capacity, by um, decision making of local government. So you're that doesn't that doesn't make it exponential. What makes it exponential? It's not exponential. Right. Let's move on. But so far, it has been like that's how fast it's ramping up. Okay. But it's so not. it's not phenomenologically exponential, but so far that's how fast the ramp. It's up not has like been. one test kit like creates two other test kits the next day, and then each of those Jesus test Christ, kits. Jesus Christ, it's just like my fucking girlfriend, dude. Don't be so fucking pedantic about every fucking phrase I use. You know what I mean? The testing is ramping up really fast. Is that what your girlfriend says? That the testing is, she... is ramping up. No, that don't be. If so I pedantic. say something that's not literally, oh, she's she's pedantic. She's pedantic. If I say something that's not the right words, 
that totally you mean right exactly words. what the situation calls for. Yeah. She'll fucking strangle me with it, man. Wow. But you're kind of like that, too. I am. I yeah. have a taste of my own medicine. That's interesting. What happens like is, to see I'm, that. is I'm so fucking tired. Mm-hmm. I just want to say words that approximate. Right. So I'm, you know, you know what I mean. But then okay. she she sees the words that don't mean what that means. And I understand why she does it. Right. It would be like if someone said, like, you know, forte. Right. You're not going to let that slide. Uh, I let it slide in social situations. Oh, that's good. Okay, so testing's wrapping up. So I feel like in six weeks, we'll probably be at the phase of our society where we can start letting people go to social events. Maybe we don't have rock concerts. Maybe we limit the attendance. But we can open up the restaurants again. You can go to a restaurant. You can go to a coffee shop. You can have like a party. I don't know. Bars See, and is, restaurants. Bars and restaurants are the big thing. There's so many bars people and restaurants who are asymptomatic, are everywhere. right? If you so open up bars and restaurants, everyone? that's a new... Like, those people wouldn't go in to get tested in the first place because they don't have symptoms. That's the problem. So asymptomatic? Like but how many people yeah. are really asymptomatic, dude? A lot. Like, for our age group, it's like 50%. No, it isn't. And you can, yeah, it is. And you can spread it before you get symptoms. So even if you get symptoms eventually, you can still be spreading it. Okay. So I don't consider that asymptomatic. So I think that's like pre-symptomatic. Okay. How many people get it and don't have symptoms? For it, It's like, for our age group, it's like 50%. If you're younger, it's higher. See, what I've read, it's like, oh, so you think for our age group... Getting it is asymptomatic fifty percent of the time. Yeah, that's what I. That's the data I saw. I mean, obviously, there's a lot. So, of, so for the so for if you're older, it's like a hundred percent. It's higher, yeah. Okay, because I saw something where the asymptomatic was like sixteen percent. Mm-hmm. And for the total population, maybe you're right, dude. So for us, it would be like fifty. That's what I saw, yeah. And like for for people in their twenties, it was like like seventy percent or sixty or seven percent. Okay, because you know a big thing they're pushing now is how younger people, when they get it, it's usually serious. They usually have to go to the hospital. They don't die. Right. If they actually but they usually get go the disease health. from it, yeah. Um, but if 70% of them were asymptomatic, that would kind of make sense. But that would have to mean that older people are 100%. Well, if not, like really high. Yeah, like 99. Because it would have to balance out to 16. I see. And yeah, maybe you're I mean, right. You know, there's a lot of data flying around. So who knows where the final numbers are going to settle, but do you believe that shit from France about how half of them are under 50 in their hospital? That's interesting. Is it because more of them are going out or something? I don't know. Yeah. More of them are getting it. Maybe. Right. Yeah. But they reported like 50% 50 of the people in ICUs 
or under 50. Right. Um, That's nuts. I don't know I don't if I believe it. I feel like personally. it's maybe something they're saying because young people are being idiots, right? And it definitely sounds like if I got it, it would fucking suck. Potentially, right? So, like, my, my chances of dying from it are probably, like, if I got it, are, like, 1 in 2,000. I think they're right? higher than that, man. Um, with no comorbidities. So, a person in their 30s... I thought it was, 30s, like, 1 in 500. A person in their 30s with no underlying health problems. Uh, I mean, with... It's 0.2%... For the general population, right? No. Fatality rate? In the 30s? Oh, for the general population in the 30s. In their 30s. It's like 0.2%, right? Right. So with no underlying health problems, that's got to bump it down below 0.1. Okay. Fair enough. Because almost everyone who dies... Even old people have a comorbidity of some time, some kind. And most mm. old people have a comorbidity, like something happens. So I have asthma. Does that bump me up? Yep. It does. So what it's not the worst that? thing to have. Yeah. The worst thing to have is like uh, heart problems, I think. Mm. Yeah. Let me see the uh, like. It's like heart problems, and the diabetes is really high. Yeah, that's weird. And hypertension is like fourth. Hmm. I almost have hypertension every time I go to the shrink. She takes my. It's amazing you don't. Okay, why did yeah your microphone? The first time the pressure of the moment gets to me. That was weird. And it's like something insane. Like I should be dead. And then the second time it's like. Pushing it. Are you there? Are you there? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. My fucking headphones are being stupid. Should we wrap this up? We definitely should. We probably should have an hour ago, but it's yeah, all good. yeah, 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 yeah. So, positive note: after we get all this death and suffering out of the way. It's going to be a fucking rock. Oh my decade. god, it's going to be fucking lit, bro. Like, we're going to get gonna be so, so happy. We're going to get so fucking yeah. salsa, bro. Like, <laughs> like we're going to go to fucking Cabo Wabo. And we're going to get fucking lit. Fucking wasted. Yeah, man, you got to come up here looking fucking lit. <laughs> yeah man so let's just I'm gonna hang up on you or something and then uh, we'll get some guests next time sounds good alright All right, man stay safe out there bye alright <laughs>